Okay, I'm going to start it right now. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast. This is the greatest podcast you'll ever listen to in your entire life. Um, this episode, we are going to rank all of the Google Bordello albums because we're doing one of their albums for their for our main episode for the album of the week. So we're going to do their seven records. We're going to rank them, give our biggest bangers from each of them. But before we do that, we're going to do our six degrees of Tom DeLonge. If you don't know what that is, look at the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Just switch out the names. Bada bing, bada boom. There you bada go. Bing, bada boom. Um, so while you're listening, you should all go to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. If you don't have iTunes or if you're not using the podcast app on there on your iPhone, if you have an Android, go on to podcast, onto any podcast app. You could probably do it on there. Podcast Addict, you can do it. So get into that. Give us five stars. Don't be a Bocephus. Don't give us zero or one star. Give us five. That would mean a lot. So, Jeff, let's just get right into the... Um, to the six degrees of Tom DeLonge. What yeah, do you got? I, that's that's why we're here. I only here. have two. That's okay. That's why we're here. I got three. Okay, you got three. Okay, because last week you came in I, empty-handed, but with, with none. Yes. <laughs> I usually do okay. three. I, like, I, I don't. I don't. I don't ever not do three. Not. So I was. I don't. I don't know what happened that one. I just did not do three. But whatever. <laughs> so here we go. Are you ready? I was born ready. Yeah. So these all have a theme here. The theme is the theme okay. will come at the end. So, uh, Eugene Hutz, is that Eugene Hutz? Hutz. Eugene Hutz. Eugene Hutz. Yep. He starred in Madonna's directorial debut film, Filth and Wisdom. Okay. Madonna, so famously or infamously, depending on who's talking, kissed Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera in 2003 on stage for the VMAs. Remember that? I do remember that. Yeah, I do. Remember how controversial that was? Yeah, very uh, sad. Christina Aguilera had a little had a little tiff, had a little feud with Eminem back in the day. True. Eminem's 2009 song, We Made You, has Bobby Lee in the music video. <laughs> oh, my Here comes God. The, uh, the theme. Bobby Lee is from Poway, same city oh. as one Tom DeLong. Is Bobby Lee really from Poway? Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. All right. Did did you like go onto Wikipedia and just like click famous people of from Poway? That's what you did? Uh yep. And then made the connection. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right, all right. So um so I only have two, but they are they are in theme. Uh and I don't know if you want to guess the theme now or should I just say what do you think? Well, I mean, just say the... F- I mean, there's no way I can guess a theme without you saying anything. Okay, well, that's true. Okay, so so the first one I have here is um, we go from Google Bordello. Steve Albini produced uh, Gypsy Punks. Steve Albini also produced, obviously, In Utero from Nirvana. 
Dave Grohl was in Nirvana. Uh, Dave Grohl also was the drummer, played a lot of drums for Tenacious D. Brooks Wackerman also was the touring drummer for Tenacious D and played on some of their music. Brooks Wackerman was the fill-in drummer for Travis on several occasions uh, for Blink-182. Blink to Tom. Boom. There you go. And there's a fucking helicopter flying over the house. Do you hear that? No. Ah, oh, dude, that's so annoying. Okay, anyway, so that that was my first connection. Uh, so what do you got for your number two? Drummer, Alfredo Ortiz. Mm-hmm. He's a Gogo Bredello drummer. He toured with and appears on the BC Boys album, The Mix-Up, your favorite BC Boys album. Oh, it's not my favorite, uh, but The BC Boys had, had lots to do, including a huge tour with Run DMC. Run mm. DMC's 2001 album featured the song Rock Show featuring Stephen Jenkins from Third Eye Blind. Okay. Stephen Jenkins graduated from UC Berkeley in 1987. Another famous graduate of UC Berkeley is one Fletcher Bowron. Who is that? Oh, he was the 35th mayor of Los Angeles. Los Angeles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, second longest serving mayor ever of Los Angeles at 15 years oh, damn. throughout the okay. 40s. But Fletcher Bowren is also from um, Poway, Poway, same city as one Tom DeLong. Oh, dang. Oh, dang. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're getting more and more, uh, more and more kind of off the obscure. wall. <laughs> obscure. There's a good word. Thank you. <laughs> that is very obscure. Bringing up a mayor from the 1940s. Oh, I'll God. Wait till you get to my last one. I say the oh, best for God. last, baby boy. I didn't have a lot of time for mine. Um so yeah uh so this next one my last one uh we go from google bordello rick rubin produced one of their records uh rick rubin obviously produced some nine inch nails stuff and uh josh freeze was in nine inch nails for several years josh freeze was also a fill-in drummer for blink 182 and then blink to tom boom there you go that's my other connection okay so if you caught the theme the theme was fill-in drummers for blink hmm I that's thought it was going to be producers because you started you out with two you producers. Gone, you could have gone from producers. You could have gone from to fill-in drummers. You could have gone vandals related. You know, there, there are a lot of things, but I went with fill-in drummers. So, could have gone easy go. peasies. That's fine. That's not a big deal. I didn't so, have a lot of time. My, well, my third one, uh, Eugene Hutz, was in, we, we can't not talk about this, but he was in Everything is Illuminated with Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood mm-hmm. was in Deep Impact with Morgan Freeman. Okay. Morgan Freeman was in Shawshank Redemption with Tim Robbins. Uh-huh. Tim Robbins was in Mystic River with Lawrence Fishburne. Here's where it gets crazy, okay? Okay. Lawrence Fishburne was in a movie called The Keela and the Bee. Do you remember that, bee, or that movie? No, I have no Aquila idea Keela and the is. Bee. Never heard of it? Never. Popular movie. Won a bunch of uh, Grammys. And Tonys and Oscars and Golden Globes won everything. Um, I don't know about that. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But there was a movie called The Keel and the Bee. Lawrence Fishburne was in it. But it's based on or inspired by something called the Scripps National Spelling Bee, which I guess there's a a thing. There's a a governing body for the National Spelling Bee, which makes sense, but kind of dorky in in that, I guess. I -hmm. chuckled. But uh, the National Spelling Bee at, at the time had... Somebody named, oh, I'm going to fuck this up, Anurag Kashyap. Anurag, Anurag Kashyap. Kashyap. 
who was originally okay. from India, but was raised. Guess where? Guess where he was raised? Poway, California, baby. In Poway, California, same as one Tom DeLong. Wow, that was that was <laughs> when I thought you couldn't get more obscure. You you really you really took it to the next level there. That well, is the just list, so list stupid. Like, <laughs> the list of celebrities from Poway. There was a lot. There was a lot of people that I saw there, but I oh, I wanted to just I wanted to do one like pretty famous one you know maybe famous and then one person who nobody had fucking heard of ever, and that was the one that I I spent the most time on that one because I had to get that one. <laughs> I, I, I mean that it. is that is really stupid. <laughs> That one took me probably like a solid hour just to do. Oh like my god! Opening tabs in Wikipedia, just going and then, back and forth. That one took me a know, while. You know what's even worse is that you did this all on your phone, so it's even more inconvenient. That is just unbelievable, unbelievable. I did it, babe boy. Oh god! <laughs> okay, I'm back. <laughs> See, Tom DeLonge's everywhere. He's in, he's in Mares in Los Angeles. He's in the Scripps National Spelling Bees and. You know, Christina Aguilera and Eminem feuds. He's everywhere. <laughs> oh God, this is so stupid. Such a it's such a dumb idea that we came up with to do this. But you find so many interesting things though. I just I love it. It's so good. There's that too, yeah. Uh, okay. So um so let's get into the to the rankings of uh, Google Bordello and um there's seven records we're doing from worst best to the best. So and we're also going to name our our BB, our biggest banger from each of them. So what do you got, Jeff, for number seven? So, like, for one, are they called Google or Gogol? Because I've always just said Gogol Bordello. And I've said Gogol, too. I've never, I don't know, I just, that's as well, is there, is, is, are, is there you, are you right? Am I right? Does it matter? I think we're both saying it right. We're saying Gogol Bordello. Are you saying Google? Like I'm not saying Google. I'm saying Gogol, but I'm saying it you fast. I'm not saying Google. Google. I'm saying Gogol. I think he said Google. No, I'm not saying Google. Bing this is, this is like this is like the Nikolaj. Jeez, Bordello. Yeah. <laughs> this is what this is like. This is like Nikolaj from Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> Nikolaj. Nikolaj. No, Nikolaj. So yeah, my, what's your number my, seven? My number seven, my least best. Mm-hmm. This is not um, like none of these were were sub twos. These are all least twos. Agreed. <clears throat> but my number my number seven, my least best is uh their sixth album, two thousand thirteen, Pura Vida Conspiracy. Okay. Why is that? This is um a little too poppy. Kind of focused more on like the commercial side of the gypsy punk sound. Uh it still wasn't bad. It's just I didn't want this. You didn't want this it. Particular okay. sound. Not really. <laughs> but I will say that the song Malandrino from this album, mm-hmm. like this is this is a banger. Outside of some of the bangers from Gypsy Punks, this is like one of my favorite Gogo Bordello songs. It's like a Mexican pirate shanty. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I know what's on Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. It is good. It's very good. Oh, yeah. oh man. That's your number seven. seven. Yeah. Dude. Unbelievable. Okay. All right. Oh, that's your number seven, too. So, <laughs> so my number seven is uh, Voila Intruder. Their first record, their debut, and uh, I agree with you. There's nothing below a two on this record at all. It's, this band is so good. Some of these records, this is like I've listened to all their records at least once throughout the years, like when they came out, but never really 
went back and listened to a lot of them. But and this is one of them, Vala Intruder. It's good. It's very. It's it's more like the slower kind of like gypsy kind of sound. I guess like for lack of a better word, the gypsy sound. Uh, there's not a lot of punk on this record. It's more just. I don't even want to say traditional, but it's a good record. But it's definitely their worst. It's just. It's not what I want. I like. I like the mishmash of the the punk and the and like the fiddle and all that kind of stuff. But it's still solid. Uh, my favorite song is Letter Letter to Castro. Um, it's just one of the more upbeat ones, so I think that's kind of why I liked it more. The bass line is just fucking killer on it. A lot of the bass lines on this record are just solid, solid stuff. Um, and yeah, just every song, they're just having a good fucking time. I love it. I just, I love this. I love this record. It's fantastic. And the, and also this this record had Start Wearing Purple, so which they re-recorded for uh, Gypsy Punks. So that's cool too. Oh, that's always fun. I know you hate it. So there you go. That's my number seven. Walla Intruder, their first record. Go. Cool. What do you got for number six? Number six, Super Taranta. Super Taranta. This is their oh. fourth album, two thousand seven. This is this is the only other album besides Seekers and Finders and the album of the week that I remember. Okay. Because coming off Gypsy Punks, this one I listened to a dozen times. And I don't know why. I mean, just not that it's bad. It's just there's so much better stuff that they've done. But it's, I mean, it's hard to follow up Gypsy Punks. It is. Super hard, And yeah. this one, this one did well enough. But you start to kind of think like, okay, I'm not expecting anything more at this point. This is the band. This is what they're doing. This is fine. Like, like Ramstein, you know, it's, it's fine. Like this, the sound that they do is good. I like it. I enjoy it. I don't expect anything else from them, and that's mm-hmm. fine. And this record is fine. I wouldn't. I wouldn't really turn off any of these songs. I wouldn't. I, you know, it's it's fine. It's good. It's good. It's, <laughs> it's a solid too. Okay. It's fine. All right, what was your favorite song off this one? Zena Marina. Zena this one was fun, but I really like how he says Zena Marina. It's all. It's all snotty and annoying. He's like Zena Marina. It's very, very, it's very, very irritating. It made me chuckle. It made me laugh. I giggled. It's irritating, but it made you laugh. Yes. Yeah. All right. This is fun to say Zena Marina. Well, if you can roll your R's, you yeah. But I can't do that. Well, you can't see me, but I'm like, I'm like moving my hips back and forth, and then oppositing my shoulders up and down at the same time. You know how they do that? I'm, I'm moving all sexy like. You're so fucking weird. (laughs) Zina Marina. All right. It's even more weird if nobody, because people can't hear you. So if they just like see me gyrating and and (laughs) doing those noises, like that's that's gotta be yeah, that's gotta be a a sight to see. Oh God. I mean, I would like to see that just to laugh and make fun of you, but yeah, whatever. (laughs) All right. So that was your number six. All right. So my number six is um is their second album it's uh was it multi wait multi contra culty is that the name multi contra culty versus, versus irony. irony yeah yeah okay i wasn't sure if it auto corrected or if that was the actual title of the record that that's like I'm the trouble sure with this you band fucking listen to any of these fucking no albums. i that's i did I, I did listen to these records but i just you know because you know he switches between languages i just wasn't sure what was autocorrect or not but anyway, yeah, this is their second record. Um, the 
the record is just like a, it's an extension of the first one. It's a little bit more exciting. Um, every member in the band kind of shines more so than the first record. It and so that's kind of nice too. Like you hear more of the the fiddle playing. It kind of stands out more, which is really I I like that a lot. And um, I don't know. It's the first two records are kind of the same thing, and which is fine. It's it's really good. Nothing below it too. Nothing below it too. But my favorite song um, is Haltura or Punk Rock. Is Haltura or the song Punk Rock uh, Parande? Parande? Damn, this is this is gonna be a long one. I know, dude. This is this is stupid. So, yeah, it, I like uh, the hara- halt. Fuck, dude. This is so stupid. Haltura <laughs> is I, that one kind of stood out to me just because it's like a bit groovier and there's some like saxophone playing on it, which is different because I don't think they've ever really done that since then, which is cool. So that's my number six. Number five, Transcontinental Hustle, their fifth album, 2010. Okay, okay, okay. Why is that? So I, I read this first and as I was listening to it and it made sense, but so this one seemed more big production status. Yeah. It sounded like they were on a major label. And mm-hmm. they were. This was like their first one on a major label. And I don't know if it was because I read that first and then listened to the rest of the album, but it it does. The the songwriting it was just it wasn't as irresponsibly erratic. And it just seemed more focused. It was still good, but it's mm-hmm. not like like irresponsibly erratic, I think is like the best way I could phrase some of their music. It's yeah, I guess I can see like that. Like they just they're throwing everything to the wind and just being super obnoxious, but it's not even obnoxious because that's what they know. This mm-hmm. one is more. This is like an Americanized version of of Google Bordello. Okay, interesting, like interesting. But but the title track I think is the best song. It's a banger. Absolutely. Transcontinental banger. hustle. Yes. That is a good song. That is a banger for sure. Yes. Okay. So that's your number five. Dude, our rankings are totally off. Like this is probably the, the most, the most we've ever been off from each other on the pod. Yeah. Weird. Honestly, it's, it's, it's really weird because generally like the more punk centric stuff, the more, the more like DIY, I guess the more bad sounding you generally lean towards <laughs> when I say bad sounding. I don't mean like it sounds bad, but like the less production there is involved, you lean more towards sometimes. And I'm yeah. like the opposite. The, the more things that are, I don't know, layered overproduced or Feldman Feldman up. Okay. I usually lean towards, and this is like the complete opposite. Yeah. You, that's just, this is so bizarre. And normally too, like we'll agree like on the bottom albums and then the, the middle part we'll really disagree with. And then, the the top like three we'll usually fight about extensively but yeah this is just this is all over the place damn i'm fucking surprised seekers and finders is so high for you because (laughs) so number my number five is seekers and finders it is seekers and finders it's their seventh record uh this one it's just it's kind of boring in the context of their their catalog not because it's not a bad record whatsoever it's just it's just, it's kind of in the vein of their first two records, and it's just I don't know they, they they threw it back to that, which is cool, and I liked it, but it's just not what I go to this band for because I want more of the punk and like the frantic energy and and all that kind of stuff. Um, 
But my favorite song is the title track, the one with Regina Spector. Come on, of course. How can you not love her? Because she is amazing. So, uh, so yeah, that's my number five is Seekers and Finders, and the title track is my BB on it. So, what do you got for number four? Mm, okay, that's that's interesting. Um, so <laughs> number four for me <coughs> is one of your stinkers, but uh, Voila, 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 Voila. Voila. That Voila. A, why does that sound familiar? Is that a is that a thing? Is that a word? Voila. Yeah, it's a it, yeah, it's like a French word, isn't it? Like, is that what like, you say when you're like presenting something? Like yeah, when you're like, voila, voila yeah, like, yeah. I cleaned yeah, the exactly. house, voila. Voila, I did it. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's their first album, 1999. This is an impressive debut album. I think the middle part is a little too soft and acoustic driven. I don't mm-hmm. think they do well with like three or four soft acoustic songs in a row. I think they got to cut it down to like one or two at most. And mm-hmm. when we get in Gypsy Punks later, they do like a perfect acoustic-driven song. But this this album ends on a high note. Like the last three songs are fucking bangers, like ridiculous bangers. Uninvisible, Unvisible Zed is my favorite <laughs> from this. And it's one of my favorite mm-hmm. Gold Gordello songs also. What? And are you serious? Dude, this is a Jesus. phenomenally good song. It is perfect storytelling. It is It is funny in all the right ways until you kind of realize that it's like about some type of weird home invasion sex crime with an invisible man. (laughs) But damn dude, the bass and tuba sounding instruments are just top notch. This is a, this is a perfect song. Absolute perfect song. And this is, this is a banger of an album. It is. I just think that the middle part is, is kind of, is kind of dulled down and it gets, it does get really, really boring. Okay. I mean, that's kind of what I, I, how I felt too. It's just, it doesn't have the same amount of energy as the later records do, but it's still a solid output from the band. Really not complaining. Yeah. So, I I probably give that one like a probably like a two 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 point okay. two. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. All right. So my number four is uh, Super Toronto. Their fourth album uh, came out after Gypsy Punks, and uh, it's um. It's just it's it's almost like the B sides from Gypsy Punks, but that's I'm not saying that in like a negative way or a bad way. It's the songs are really good. They're really fun, and I just I had a blast listening to this. It was it was just nice listening to this after Gypsy Punks. Like I feel like maybe if I listened to this after listening to the first or second record or another one of the records, then I would have liked it more. But I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to get at. It's just, it's a solid, okay. solid output from the band. I really enjoyed it. Uh, my, my favorite song is Forces of Victory. I mean, it's the most punk song on the, on the entire record. And, but it still has like that, that signature sound with the fiddle and the, the, the kind of like the polka beats and dude, dude, this band is so fucking cool. They're so damn cool. And this is a good follow-up. Great follow-up to Gypsy Punks. No complaints to, on this one. So, that's my number four. What do you got for number three? Okay. Okay. Is it though? Yeah, it is. That's why I said it. It's a good. It's a great follow up. I to just it. don't. You okay. don't what? All right. You don't what? It's it's just like it's like pop music. It's like they took gypsy punks and just made more pop music. They took all like the the pop out of it and and took like ripped like the gypsy out of it and then <laughs> replaced it with like pop gypsy punk. It was still good. Like, it's not. It's still yeah. a great record. 
No, it was six best for sure. <laughs> Absolutely, I totally agree with you. But six best is still good. Yeah, six best is still fine. Yeah, it totally is because I just said it is. Uh, number three. Mm-hmm. So, what the fuck do you have left? You have pure. Oh my god, dude! Like the most poppy one, pure Vita conspiracies. You're number one. <laughs> oh, it might be. Jeez Louise, dude. what else do you have? So, left? what do you got for number three? Hustle? What do you got for number three? Number three, Seekers and Finders. This is their seven, 2017. Mm-hmm. This this one surprised me. This one surprised me twice. Like thinking back to the pod, I think we just weren't fully ready for this one. We didn't shit on this at all, but there's a lot more here to appreciate. This band, that like this is a band that can still crank out fast gypsy punk tunes, but also still church it up with cool folk indie sound. And this one took like the big production of when they signed to a major label and ran with that. But then they also threw it back to like, you know, their, their actual punk days and had some really, really fast tracks. Yeah. So this is, this is a banger of an album and this has always been on sale at Barnes and Nobles and the vinyls for half off. And it's been like, it's always like 15 bucks and I just never got it. Cause not that I hate it, and like I said, we didn't shit on it when it came out, but I just don't think we're ready for it. I don't. I don't think we were. I think. I think. Uh, I don't know. We didn't. We didn't give it its due. I don't think we gave it its proper due at the time, and so that's why I didn't pick it up on the vinyls. And you should have though. Fifteen is cheap. Come on, for a new, brand new record. Come on. Yeah, but you know, I. Mm, that's a lot. Mm. Of still fifteen bucks. Mm. But then I went back like the other day, and it wasn't there. So that's fun. <laughs> So yeah, you know, Seekers and Finders is, is great. I think it's a fantastic record. And while the track with Regina is a special one, like I think that's a fantastic one. Dude, yeah. the opener. The opener. How does the opener? I'm trying that to remember what best. song that is. If you can take out the vocals entirely, you should just play the fucking opener because you can take out the vocals entirely and the song would still be super fun and exciting. It's like an opening to a horse race or something. It's fucking so <laughs> cool. And I cannot believe that I slept on this because that is arguably one of the best openings to any of their albums. Absolutely. It is unbelievable. Do you want me to play the beginning or do you want me to play the first song? Yeah, just play the first like 15, 20 seconds. Okay, here it is. Uh, It's the song Did It All from Google Bordello. There you go. That's the beginning, Dude. and that is a great opener. <laughs> but the, the horse, the horse racing, that is a good call. That it was, that was very <laughs> horse racing. Yes. I did, I, like as I was listening to, it, I just thought like you know I could see myself like on the edge of my seat waiting for something to happen, and when they explode into like the entirety of the band coming in, that's that's the first thing I thought. Just horses being just throwing out the the gates and just racing on it's <laughs> oh it's such a fantastic opening it's so cool <laughs> that's great that's fantastic seekers and finders number three that's my third best what i thought was cool about seekers and finders too is that or that that song with regina specter the title track she actually performed that live did you watch any of the live videos of her performing it no 
No, it was pretty cool. Her and Eugene were going back and forth on stage. It was it was cool. I watched so many live videos this week. Damn, it was fun. But she's like the she's like the only person of any genre of music that I can think of that could pull this off. And it wouldn't be cheesy, it wouldn't be silly, oh, yeah. it wouldn't be like, oh, there's oh like oh Phoebe Bridgers is doing something with Google Bordello. Like, no, like like Regina is like the only person that could pull this off. Because she's so unique in herself, so it makes sense. It doesn't. It's not far. What does she do? What does she do? The glottal stops, baby. The glottal stops, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross. It's so gross sounding when I said it. Glottal stops, baby. Oh God. Okay, so my number three is um, is Transcontinental Hustle, their fifth record. Uh, I I thought this was a this was a really like good return to form after you know a couple records that were good but they were a little lackluster compared to gypsy punks because i'm basing everything off of gypsy punks just obviously i am and uh and i just had a blast listening to it and then i was like maybe a qu- like three quarters of the way through and then i started reading more about this record and tom morello actually had you know come across gogo bordello and really liked what he heard so he brought the the band to rick rubin and then Rick Rubin really liked what he heard, so he actually produced this record, and uh, and I thought that was really cool. So, it's a it's a great record, and my favorite song is uh, "Emma." Fuck, "Immigrant," "Immigrant," fuck, dude, I, I suck ahead. at this. "Immigrantada," "Immigrantada," I don't know, but uh, that that song is just it's a very fast song, and it's super exciting. A lot of good, you know, the the gang vocals, the haze, and. Oh man, it was so good. It was just a good callback to to the Gypsy Punk record. Like I said, I, I I thought this was a fantastic record, really really good and fun. Even though you hate it for whatever reason, but that's okay. So, what do you got for your it's number fine. two? You're uh, number two is their second album, Multi Contra Coltai versus Irony. That is really your number, number two? two. That is crazy. Yeah. Oh my god. This is the second best. Their second album from two thousand two. Look at all those twos there. So many times. That's irony versus It must irony. mean something. Nah. This, uh, this, this, dude, this just didn't have as much downtime as the first one. This was like constant aggression and fast paced gypsy punk. And it also had a, quite a few different like genres, like the cool Spanish influence occurrence on the border. Yeah. But it wasn't goofy, but it was still goofy because in tone, but it wasn't goofy in, in delivery. You know, okay. like they, yeah. they didn't overdo like the Spanish influence. They they paid homage to it and really killed it. This just took all the yeah. good parts from from Voila, Voila. How do we say Voila? Voila. 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 There it is. Voila. 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 Yeah, this is Voila. 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 Viola. Nicolas. Nicolas. Viola Nicolas. This just took all of the best parts from Voila. There you go. Left out all the bad parts. And made it faster <laughs> okay. and made it more punk. And it sounded like it. Like it, it, it didn't sound, it didn't sound Feldman up. It sounded like it was probably from either like a friend that produced it or something. It was just, dude, it was just good, man. It was just good punk music, but it just so happened to be like under the category of gypsy punk, which I think they push a lot because it's so unique. Yeah. And it's like just them. It's very unique to them. In the mainstream. <laughs> Yeah, so I, th- I think they do. I, th- I think they do push that. But this is this dude. This is just punk music, and it's fucking so good. It's so good. Hey, man, I agree that 
it is a fantastic record, but to put it as your number two, come on. Come on. Absolutely. This is... The, dude, I, this band is so fucking bizarre because my three of my top four are that was their one, two, three albums, mm-hmm. and then my third favorite is their seventh album, so which weird. has Regina Spector on it. It's, dude, it's so weird. This band, this band has had me all upside down this whole week. I just didn't even know what to think. <laughs> it was so good. Didn't even know what to think. Uh, it was good, but yeah, my favorite uh, hooliganata, hooligan, hooligan Jetta. There you go. Hooligan Jetta. Hooligan this is going to be a rough episode for them. Yeah. Like. This is the closer. This is the closer. It, it speeds up and it changes in such a typical way that closers do, right? All closers, are ten, closers tend to have like the same concepts and, and, and pacing and, and changes in them. But I don't give a fuck, man. I'm a sucker for this type of shit. I love it. It's so good. Love when <laughs> things speed up. Can't get enough of it. And they do it a lot. And I dig it. Number two. Number two. Okay. All right. Well, my number two is uh, Pura Vita Conspiracy, their sixth album. Uh, you know, this is just, this. Rem- when I got to this one, I was just so, like, excited. Like, this was so much fun. I had a, such a blast. It, it reminded me so much of Gypsy Punk's, that energy and the, the just the franticness of it all. It was just, oh, my God, dude, I... I was having such a good time and like the the violin or the fiddle playing, whatever you want to call it, it was top notch on this record. It was, he just knew when to play and it, this album was so fucking good. I could not believe it. I was just blown away by it. And um, yeah, so my favorite song, Lost Innocent World, it's very, very upbeat. The, the, the violin here in this song is probably one of my favorite, uh, maybe not favorite things, but it's up there with some of the best things he's done on in their entire career. It was so much fun, so exciting. I I, I can't believe I've been sleeping on this record. It it's great. <laughs> it's so good. So that's my number two, Pura Vida Conspiracy. I don't know why you hated this one so much, but whatever. It's too pop, dude. I don't I I don't understand. You don't like this type of pop stuff. It's just too pop. But it wasn't though. That's the thing. Like it totally oh, yeah. is. This is Gypsy Punk's popped out. No, it's not. It's not, man. You're you're in, you're out of your fucking mind. And this is right before Seekers and Finders, where they where they were like, okay, let's let's stop doing this shit. Let's try and get back to. <laughs> I feel like Seekers and Finders was was punk. more poppy. I don't know. Seekers and like Finders had the essence of the Gypsy Punk, like the the whole. I mean, but with, of their first the two records the week that we we'll yeah. get into. But it's it's not just like the sound; it's the essence of it. The fact that that Eugene and so many others fled one place, one country, to go to somewhere else to have an even opportunity to get to America and make it big and do something crazy. It's just that that type of plight, that journey, that essence really comes through in their first three records, and that's what I don't see in like four, five, and six. Mm. But I do see it a little bit in seven. Okay, I mean that's that's fair. I just, but I, I don't know with with Seekers and Finder, the the energy isn't like the the fast paced energy isn't there. It, they're not they're not like dabbling in as many genres, you know, to make it as a, as a, as exciting. That's kind of like my not issue, but that's kind of why I like Pura Vida more because they they dabble in more, and it I just think it's a more exciting record overall. But whatever. The 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 fast punk sound isn't there. Yeah besides maybe like three tracks yeah 
the opener and like two other ones. But it's like I said, man, it's just it's just that that attitude, that that persona, that that actual you think of what an actual gypsy punk is like. That's what Seekers and Finders is. And even like the cover too, like the weird knuckle handshake yeah, finger it's, thing. <laughs> it's an ugly cover. Fucking so cool. Oh, it's so <laughs> it's cool. Ugly. I love it. <laughs> it's such a it's such a like I don't even know what that is, but if that's if that's some type of like underground handshake and they put it mm-hmm. on the cover, like that's fucking dude, that's balls. Like that's punk in itself. Like that's gotta <laughs> be some type of they, they didn't just make it up for that one album. No, it that must has mean to be something. some type of underground handshake. Yeah. That's oh, so cool. There's there's gotta be some cool lore to that. So uh yeah, so obviously our, our number ones are is Gypsy Punk's underdog world strike. I mean, how can you not have that as your number one? You're a lunatic Duh. if you think that. So uh so yeah, stay tuned for the for the album of the week. Go listen to that because we're gonna take a deep dive into this record and try to have a good time. So um got anything else to say? No. Okay. Well that's it. That's all. Uh David Jeffy? David Jeffy. David Yeah, David. <laughs> <laughs>